Hey folks, Daryl for School Thought. Today I've got a great friend, a lady I've known quite a while, my great friend Valentina. Say hi to the people, Val. Hi, people. Uh, you know, it's great to be back on the pod after a mere three days. But, you know, we've always got to, we've always got something to talk about here on the School of Thought. Of course. <laughs> so, you know what? Uh, a few days ago, you know, scrolling through the social medias and, you know, Val <laughs> made a very interesting comment that I thought, huh, this would actually be worth talking about. So, Val, <laughs> oh, okay. tell us, tell us what you've said. Tell okay. the people. So, a couple of days ago, I was on TikTok. And I came across this one video of a girl who got a promise ring because she wasn't ready for an engagement ring. She wasn't ready for a marriage. And I posted on my private story and I said, hmm, you know what? The thought of marriage doesn't appeal to me, but I wouldn't mind a promise ring. Like, I like the idea of a promise ring. And then they're all commenting. He's like, what do you mean? Yes. I did say, what do you mean? It's a, it's a very confusing notion. And what made me even more confused and what really made me want to bring Val onto the show is later I was discussing with another person who was like, the notion of marriage absolutely bugs me out. Yeah. And so, you know, like one comment, it's like, it's, a, it's for lack of a better word, a fluke almost. Yeah. Two might be a coincidence. But if you've got more than two people <laughs> thinking fake. the same thing, there's got to be some sort of, you know, for lack of better wording, minority consensus or emerging consensus. Or... I mean, I think for our generation, um, I feel like majority of people don't like the idea of marriage. Mm-hmm. Or I might be wrong. I don't know. Who knows? So why do you think that? Hypothesize for us. I think... Personally, I don't like the idea of marriage because, well, I'm still young, you know, like, I'm, I'm not even 19, I'm still 18. Oh, gosh, darn. So, <laughs> one of the later birthdays, huh? I know. So, the fact of just being, like, even in a, like, a long-term relationship, I feel like it bothers me, you know, at this age, it's just like, uh, I have so much to explore, I have so much to figure out, just figure out myself and figure out what I like and what I don't like about people. That is very true. So, that I is... feel like marriage is just, like, it's so scary, you know? And then also the fact that you can't get divorced out of it. Yeah. Also, divorce spooks me, you know? Like, I don't yeah, know. No, definitely. I mean, and honestly, I do get where you're coming from with, uh, you know, we're still young. I mean, because, I mean, newsflash, uh, at the time of this recording, I'm a young, <laughs> hip, and spry 19 years old. <laughs> but in this uh, great country of ours, uh, the approximate age of people's first marriage is about 25 years old. No, that's horrible. I feel like you should get married at like 30, 31. 30? Yeah, I think that would be a good age for marriage. Oh, you don't say. Why is that? Well, I feel like 25, you're still young. Like my sister, she's 25. And she's still young and stupid, you know? Like she makes like silly mistakes uh-huh. in her life. Because uh, you're, if I remember correctly, your brother's married, isn't he? Yeah, he got married when he was 30, actually. Oh, son but, of a son. Yeah, right? But I feel like, you know, when he was 30, like, when he was 25, he was making stuff, his, like, dumb, you know, early young adult decisions. But when he was 30, he was, like, settling down. He was already in adulthood, you know? Like, he was good to marry. Huh. Huh, I see. So, in the words of Valentina... <laughs> 
the optimal age, you know, that big three O, you yeah. know, kind of when yeah. it's like you've peaked. That's like there's I mean, no yeah, where to know but there's nowhere yeah. to go but down. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no way. I mean, I feel like you should live your twenties as much as you can. The roaring twenties, you yeah, know. Yeah, your roaring twenties. You know, sow those wild oats. Yeah. You know. You're young enough to make stupid decisions, yeah, but you're you know, old enough to know maybe, what you're doing. You yeah, know? you know, maybe you know, uh, you know, connect with uh, some people's good friend brother booze. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Or you know, maybe. Uh, I only know Brother Booze. I mean, you know, I know some people, you know, aren't you? you know, the Doobies and the Reefers and the, you know, the Purple Dragon, you know? I'm <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, the code words for the marijuana. Oh, the cannabis. No. You know, you know, I'm cool. Drugs. 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 You know, I know, you know, there's those people, you know, it's like, you know, let, let's be crazy. Let's do shrooms. Yeah, I know. So, at school, okay, so I'll tell you, this is totally off-rails, but at school, at my residence, uh, I was in there one weekend, and one of the guys in our floor, he wanted to try uh, weed, so they had edibles, they all got edibles, and it was three, it was uh, one guy, one girl, and then another guy, and... um, Two of them had already done edibles, but he hadn't. Uh-huh. And he I guess tripped out. The, he tripped out. He he was out of it. He had like a panic anxiety attack, horrible. Uh, yeah. And they all thought that he was having an allergic reaction, reaction to something in the uh, edible. And they actually called the paramedics. Oh, and the paramedics the... and the police came. And it's the one weekend you're yeah. not there. Yeah. Come on. And then my friend Nicole, she's like, you, Do you know what happened? And I'm like, No. And she's like, Ryan totally freaked out and the police came and then they like figured out that he was on drugs obviously uh-huh. and just kind of they didn't do anything they just pulled him out on it and be like don't slap do it again. on the wrist yeah. don't do drugs kids yeah and you know we'll go from paramedics you know to the Mr. <laughs> or Mrs. saying you know dearest I love you very much but you are a real numbskull oh my god when you've had one too many yeah yeah no so the notion marriage it you know freaks people out i know there's this statistics that's often you know thrown out hmm. which is that you know 50 percent of marriages end in divorce kind of exactly. thing exactly yeah. so you know what we're both you know young single unmarried people well i mean we're single because we're unmarried <laughs> oh my god but well let's just hypothesize let's just start spitting out some random theories why do people get divorced kids Kids. I mean, that's a big main one, kids. You see, because I would have thought people stay married for the kids. Well, yeah, but then sometimes, I guess... Actually, I don't know. I've never personally met anyone who has gotten divorced. Mm-hmm. So I don't know any reasons. But I'm guessing kids or financial situations. I know it can be pretty hectic. For example, if you have like three kids in a row and they're all going to college or something like that, and then finances can get a little hectic at home and then you fight over it and you know and then you know two yeah, years later you're handing them over half of everything yeah that's why you gotta do a prenup before <laughs> you marry oh wow what are we celebrities <laughs> the rich and famous yeah like we've got the time and money to afford a high-priced lawyer <laughs> i know maybe just you know scribble it on a cocktail napkin <laughs> I get the dog, you get the kids. Fair enough. No alimony. (laughs) Yeah, no, but... Yeah, and you know what? Another statistic that, you know, kind of just popped up. 
yeah. is since 1981. Do you know what was happening in 1981? What? I have no idea. I wasn't okay. born then. Well, I wasn't born there either. <laughs> we were both instead of our fathers at that time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Val, you just went there. <laughs> oh, gee. Man. I don't know if I'm going to be able to sleep at night anymore. Oh, no. You're not going to mm. look at your dad in the eyes anymore. No, man. You know, it's always weird thinking that, you know, you're the <laughs> byproduct of your parents doing yeah. things. See, now talking about kids, I feel like getting married, it puts such a big pressure on you having kids. You know, like, I feel like once you get married, everyone's going to start, like, within the years, everyone's going to be like, oh, are you guys thinking about having kids? Are you guys thinking about trying for kids? Sort of that stuff. And I personally don't want to have kids. Mm. Ever. No, you mommy know? Val. No, no don't Val. say that. Don't say that. There no, are Val the soccer mom. No. No, you know, no. tiny mini architect. No, I'm going to be the, the, the cool that's playing. That, you know, like, like you know. Europe or something. That, you know, gives you cash yeah. on your birthday. Or, Literally, yeah. Or, like, takes you out for ice cream or, like, sneaks you out when you're grounded. I mean, when I went, because I went back to Colombia a couple months ago. Oh, that's cool. And I met my nephew for the first time, and he's only two years old. Oh, son of a son. Um, he, they, my, my brother left him with me and my sister one time, and we were really thirsty, and we got a coffee, like a like an ice cappuccino ice cap sort of thing. They have ice caps in Colombia? Yeah. Like the Tim Hortons ones? No, or the Tim Hortons. Or it's like just cappuccino. It's, it's like, okay, it was just ice and coffee, grinded up. Anyways, uh, okay, so okay. we bought one of those, and the kid was thirsty, and oh, no. because it's only a two-year-old, he's not oh, allowed no. to have coffee yet, oh, but no. we gave it to him, just to, like, try it out a little bit, and he did not sleep the entire Well, night. whose fault so, is I that? I know, I know, and then my, her, uh, my brother's wife was asking, I was like, did you guys give him coffee by any chance? And we were like, no. We couldn't possibly. And then he's, like, in the backseat of the car, like, doing jumping jacks <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> I know, it was horrible. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I remember my parents telling me anecdotes about me <laughs> when I was first born, and they didn't know how to give me a bath, believe it or not. <laughs> oh, no. And, like, you know, after a certain while, they were just like, well, these things are kind of meant to be almost <laughs> indestructible. <laughs> so Thanks. just, like, you know, go for it. So, yeah. you know, hey, you know, those people out there listening to this pod who have kids or, you know, just about to get the kids... I'm telling you. What's we, your demographic? Yeah, we have no idea. Oh, okay. I mean, well, I mean, sure. See, here's the beautiful thing about school of thought. Uh-huh. You know, it's a whole range of people. We've got Canadians. We've got Americans. We've For got real? people from Spain and South Africa. Oh, my God. I mean, we've got people who are our age. We've yeah. got 30-year-olds. We've got 40-year-olds. I mean, people our age are having kids. So that is very so... true. So, like, hey. Tiny people. Yeah. Fresh humans. Fresh humans. Yeah. They, they're pretty indestructible. Yeah. There's a lot you can throw at them. Yeah. Although, word to the wise, don't throw anything at a baby. <laughs> Bad idea. Oh, no. Yeah, no. But honestly, getting back to what we were talking about initially, which yeah. is, you know, the, the notion of marriage kind of in Generation Z... Mm-hmm. Which is since 1981. That's where this digression started. What? Since 1981, roughly one in five relationships are classified as common law relationships. 
Yeah. Which is like absolutely, well, I mean, not absolutely mind boggling, but like, you know, what is a common law relationship? I don't know. I feel like common law is just you're in a long term relationship and you just live together and under the same roof. Yeah, no, right? because I mean, for all intents and purposes, it's basically just we're agreeing to merge our lives. Yeah. But then, yeah, exactly. Like, what's the difference between common law and being in a marriage, right? Like, I feel like there's no difference. Here. I mean, because, I mean, I'm just speculating here, but you probably both love each other. Yeah. Or at the very least, deeply care for one another. <laughs> yeah. You both instances, you're both able to file your taxes jointly. Yeah. Which means, you know, less money yeah, to the money. CRA man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, for all intensive purposes, you live in the same place. Yeah. You kind of revolve your lives around each other. So then one must ask themselves... What's the difference? Exactly. And why is the... And is there something, a difference, that causes people in this generation such, not anxiety, but concern or disdain? Yeah. Like, dare to speculate, Val. I'm not sure. Well, I've never been married, you know? So I can't... I can't say anything, but... I don't know. Like, even the thought of common law living is scared to me, you know? Mm. I don't know. Maybe I'm just scared of breakups. Ah, Maybe that's just me. And I feel like in a long-term relationship or in a marriage, if you divorce or breakup, it's going to be so hard on you. You know, they say breaking up is hard to do. Yeah. Yeah, no. Especially, I think, I theorize it hurts the most when there once was love. Or there still is love. Yeah. And you know what, that's that's something actually, that's, that's kind of transition a little bit away, which is the word love. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm of the school thought that it's a word that we use too fast and loose. I know. I know people who, they get into a relationship, like, even when we were like 15, 16, and like within the first like, month or like, week. It's like, I love you. It's like, I love you. And like, you don't even know what love is, like. Are you sure you know what love is to be saying that word around? I feel like the word love is so... Like, it should be used with caution, you know? You see, love in a relationship is like a powerful nation with a nuclear weapon. Yeah. Okay, sure. Nuclear weapons are pretty powerful. Mm. But they are just that. Very powerful. Mm -hmm. Got to use them, not sparingly, but you have to be deliberate about it because... If you launch a nuke in the wrong place at the wrong time, yeah, bad crap happens. Yeah, bad crap happens, and so, I mean, my question, because I mean, we've obviously you know been around people who've been in relationships and high yeah. school and stuff. Why do people rush to say love? I don't know, and you know what the weird thing is, from personal opinion, or not from personal opinion, but from personal uh, Experience. experiences. It's always the guy who wants to say I love you like within the first two weeks. So I don't know if it's something about guys that just like makes them fall in love easier or faster. Like all of my friends, like whenever they're like, oh my God, he's going to say I love you. Like I don't want that. Like it's way too early for that. Huh. Right? I see because from what I hear. What? From what I hear, it's often the 
girl. No way. No who way. it seems uh, like, no. you know, be nudging and winching. No. It's like, say it. Say it. No. No. Like, yeah, no. Because, like, from what I've heard, it's like, you know, always, it's always the female lady who's like, you know, maybe they might not say I love you, but, like, they are, like, giving you the hint to I mean, say I love you. Yeah, I think, I don't know, maybe, like, the way I do it is, like, I, I do care about, like, if I do care about someone, I do, like, try to do extra things for them, you know, in a way that maybe it seems like I'm trying to push to get something out of them. Like, a, like someone saying I love you. Like, I don't want them to say it, because I don't want them to... I feel like love is so... Powerful. It's so powerful, I know. Like, you should wait a little bit to say it, you know? Just, like, calm down. Take a deep breath. Think about your decisions. Yeah, and you know the old adage, men are from Mars and women are from (laughs) Venus. You know, it's really, there is kind of this intellectual disconnect on this subject, because... On one hand, you've got one uh, perspective, and honestly, you know what, in this day and age, nothing's truly solid. Nothing's truly binary. Everything's kind of, you know, uh, what's the word? Kind of like whisking around in the air. Nothing is absolute, you know? So it's not like, you know, all the time. It's like, you know, the the guy's like, you know, man, I feel like she wants me to say I love you. So I'm going to say I love you sometimes. It's the other way around. Yeah. Or like, you know... Yeah, I mean, honestly, you never know how the other person truly feels, Or right? like sometimes, I mean, heck, even in the context of like, you know, same-sex relationships. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, you know, well, the person who kind of, you know, has to make the relationship official is mm-hmm. kind of like, well, you know, I asked. So yeah, like, it's yeah. like, now you've got to like, you know, say the words. Yeah, yeah. Like, who knows? So, you know what? It's, it's, it's something else, really. It's, it's weird. It's, it's a truly That's weird... A it's a phenomena. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honest to Garapoli. Well, I mean, relating it to the first idea that I mentioned, like promise rings. I mm. think I like the idea of promise rings, or maybe not just promise rings, but uh, just like matching jewelry. Like, you know, like you give someone a special piece of jewelry to show their love for each other. I feel like that's a good way to say like, I love you and I care about you and you are like, you know, like I want us to be connected in some sort of way and show everyone around us that we are each other's person without the commitment of marriage, you know, Mm. or common law living. Oh, I see. You know what? Because I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of suspicious of those promise rings. I mean, you can, it's just a promise, right? Like, you can see, break because, a promise at any see, time. Because, see, that's where <laughs> I wanted to go. You see, the promise ring is predicated on a promise. Yeah. And a promise is predicated on trust. Yeah. And once trust is broken, it's hard to rebuild. Yeah. You see where I'm kind of, kind of going here? And it, again... It circles back to, again, it connects to the playing fast and loose with the word love. Yeah, yeah. Because at the same time, it's like, it's not like a marriage where you're contractually bound to, you know. Yeah. Or it's not like common law where you're agreeing to merge your lives. Yeah. But there is some sort 
a fusion that happens when yeah. there's some sort of like a promise ring or like yeah, you know connected jewelry. Yeah. There's a fusion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so you know what? We're going to take a brief break to hear <laughs> from our supposed sponsor okay. and then we're going to talk about kind of what is this magical fusion? Are you a deli? Do you have sausages, frankfurters, burgers, uh, deli meats such as <laughs> roast beef, pork, Yum. ham? I love ham. <laughs> Don't you love ham, Val? Black forest ham. It's a classy thing. Oh, yeah. Cheese. Do, cheese. Do you have cheese. cheeses? Provolones, Harvardis, cheddars, sharp and mild? Mm-hmm. We here on the school front want to promote your place of business. So, hey, give us a ring. Give us a call. Reach out. This is one great experience. And we're back. We're back talking about the fusion of relationships. So why... Why the heck do we as humans agree to fuse our lives together? Like, be it a marriage or a common-law relationship or, heck, even something as simple as, hey, I like you, you like me, let's date. Hmm. Because, like, if you think about it, animals, like lions, for example. Yeah. Like, they could be with a hundred lionesses, have a hundred different children by several different lionesses. Yeah. With, like, little to none emotional connection. So, what makes us, as humans, want to merge our lives together with others? Well, we're not very different from animals, actually. I guess every animal is different, but I know Canadian geese, once they find a mate, and that mate dies or something happens to them, they never find another mate. They just... They're just a widow for until they die. They never find anyone else. Hmm. Yeah, right? Interesting. I don't know. Well, humans... I guess it's just like if you really care about... Because there's a difference between, you know, like a friendship and then dating someone. I think it's just like more the sentiment. Wanting to be, you, you want to be closer with them, right? You want to spend a lot more time with that person. You want to go places and find new like things. And so, so like a form of exclusivity. Yeah, yeah. Like making sure that that's person, that, that's your person, right? Because and no one else is. Mm. Because exclusivity is assured. Yeah. Kind of. Like, am I on the right track here? Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you want them to be just for you, right? You don't want them to be hanging out with... Well, not hanging out. I don't mean that. I mean, just dating someone else, you know? Seeing someone else. Going out on dates with someone else. Oh, yes. Right? Jealousy. Yeah. The green-eyed monster. Oh, no. Oh, it does things to people. Ah, the self-destruction, the (laughs) rage, the sheer anger. Either that or like you're curled up into a ball sucking your thumb thinking, I'm never going to live again. I've been living a lie. I'm going to die alone. I'm going to die alone. (laughs) What? I feel like you, have you ever gone through a breakup? Oh, no, I mean, it's just, honestly, I've been around enough people who have, Mm. gone through like you know, you know yeah. breakups to either 
it's either they're like a mess, as yeah. in they're sad, they're mad, or they're like free at last, free at last. Thank the good Lord, I'm free at last. Bye, Felicia. I think yeah, I think that last one's me, and I feel like that really takes part into the whole marriage thing. I feel like I just like to be by myself sometimes, you know. Like after a long time, I'm like, okay, I need something new in my life. I need to form of independence. Yeah, I, like I want to figure out myself. Like I feel like I'm spending way too much time with you, and I just need to relax and be by myself for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I think that's also maybe a part of the theory of why you know people are bugged out by this notion of marriage because like in this day and age and especially in my opinion in western culture Mm -hmm. there's a highly individualistic spirit it's like you know you everyone wants to be a self-made man wants to go on it at their own there isn't really that sense of community I mean, if you think about it, because I've seen it from personal experience here in Canada, from my culture, like, you don't move out of the house until you find, like, you finish your schooling, all of your schooling, you have a good job, you already have, like, a like a common law sort of thing, like, you're gonna be living at home until you're, like, 20-something, mm-hmm. but here, I feel like kids just leave home at, like, 17, 18, and then they're out, they never come back, uh-huh. right? So I feel like that really takes a part too. I don't know. So we live in this really highly individualistic society. Yeah. And because we're so conditioned to be individualistic, fusing your life with another human being who's also individualistic, who also has their own mind, their own priorities and all the whatnot. It's gonna cause conflict. There's gonna be a clash. Yeah, yeah. And honestly if you're dealing with like, you know, for example, two type A people like, yeah. you know, highly ambitious. It's not just going to be a clash. It's like a clash of the titans. Yeah. It's like, you know, there's going to be like, you know, when the swords are clanky, like, you know, those little, <laughs> little like, you know, like, sparks. the sparks of fire <laughs> and fury. And... Oh, no. Yeah, no. no yeah, but... I agree. But no, definitely. So I do think that's probably also a, a theory that's worth considering. Yeah. Individualism. There's a lot sure. of, there's a lot of individualism. And... That also kind of speaks to us as a culture, the lack of community. community. Yeah, there's not much of a community sense here in North America. Like, even with your neighbors, like, I feel like here your neighbors, you never talk to your neighbors, right? You never, I feel like you never invite your neighbors to your house. You never have, like, a that sort of connection. But I've got actually, believe it, I've got a pretty good relationship yeah. with my neighbors, which is, really? you know, really good. I know, like, you know, oh gosh, I can even remember last summer our neighbors, <laughs> they were having the shinding and they, they brought us some of the food and it was, it was good oh, food, nice. you know, Syrian food. It's absolutely beautiful. Oh. Great flavors. I mean, those guys, yeah. they know how to season. Mm-hmm. They know flavor. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, our other neighbors, like, you know, my little sister, and, you know, they've got a daughter about the same age. Oh, I think they're nice. in the same grade, so, like, they're hanging out all oh, the time. Yeah. So, like, you know, there is community, but honestly, we got to continue to forge senses of community. Yeah. Because I'm of the school of thought that community is the basis of any relationship. Yeah, for sure. Because, like, community really is all about living together Mm -hmm. and not 
living together, working together. Yeah. You know, for the betterment. But what were you going to say, Valentina? Well, just anything like community. Instead of just going back to North American community. Well, I'm an urban planning student. Uh-huh. And I feel like just cities here in North America are not built to be community cities. You know, like it's very individual. Like you go to suburban areas and it's like individual separated houses, you know. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, very, it's very far from stuff. Like you don't have like a... You know, in other places, like you have a like a shared condominium, or like you know, you know, you see like a couple of families, like one or two families living in the same household, and that creates a sort of community. But I feel like here is like it's quiet all the time. There's nowhere. Like you look outside, and there's nobody outside. Like you don't see your neighbors ever. They're in the house all the time. I mean, often. I mean, when people do see their neighbors, it's not like you know pleasant occasion. It's more like like, like let's go your, hide back in the, back your, at home. <laughs> your dog, you know, pooped on my lawn. Or yeah. You, go, you know, you better cut your weeds. They're growing through my no, fence, and I yeah. don't like it. Or yeah, for sure. Or you know, I just don't like you know the way you parked your boat. <laughs> So like how do how do we forge that sense of community and not just like in the human to human aspect but even and I guess so I guess we're going into a little rabbit hole but mm-hmm. like from your urban uh, planning perspective how do we create and forge more community oriented places uh, to dwell in? Well, I know some people like to live in communities where it's very um, like. Um... It's very focused on their cultures, you know, like you have Chinatown and then you have Koreatown in Toronto, just to give an example sort of a thing. And I know here in West Bend, there's a lot of um, Middle Eastern people, I know for sure, compared to like downtown or like, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. around the north end Mm -hmm. part of town. I feel like just being with your culture, I guess that helps out a little bit because you're able to just really connect and create that sort of community because you're all from the same culture. Mm-hmm. Also helps you to like know yourself better. Yeah, for sure. Kind of and I think honestly, one of the beautiful things about uh, living in a country like Canada is you've got a, a hell of a lot of different cultures. And, you do. And like you know, you're living beside all of these cultures, and you, first of all, you get to learn something about yourself. Mm-hmm. You learn something about others, and you're better off for it. I'd like to think. And you again, it's creating that sense. Of community and it's you know daring to want to learn yeah and I think that's something that we don't do enough as humans mm-hmm. vis-a-vis the community but also something again tying back to our, our subject of the pod <laughs> relationships with relationships you don't really dare to learn about the other person and yeah you don't dare to be vulnerable and don't you know yeah take too many risks i mean we did talk about divorces and reasons for divorcing people mm-hmm. and i feel like here in canada too is a matter of different cultures you know like there's so many interracial couples from different cultures and i feel like sometimes just being in a different culture you well you're not going to understand what the other you, you can you just don't it. know you just don't get it so I guess that creates a conflict sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most most definitely, and that, yeah, for sure. That roots from the fact that we don't 
always get to know each other in communities. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very old first principles, foundational knowledge. Because like I even know, here we go on another rabbit hole. <laughs> I tell back and back and in high school, mm-hmm. I was like, there were some people who was like, Daryl, you're the first black friend I've had. Do you know that? <laughs> and like, I'm absolutely bugged out because it's mm-hmm. like, well, son of a son, I mean... <laughs> You know, I mean, thanks, I <laughs> guess. I Is mean, that I, a compliment or just a, a... Statement, yeah. compliment. Am I like, you know, is there a little bit of pressure now? Or Yeah. Like, who knows? But, no, most, most definitely. I think, you know, in the context of relationships, gotta learn, gotta dare to learn about one another. And you also gotta dare to be vulnerable because, again, going back to that individualistic society it's like my problems are my problems my fears are my fears and if i talk to you about them they make me weaker yeah for sure and without vulnerability Mm -hmm. and without communication i mean honestly it's almost what's the point yeah what are we doing why are we here i mean after a certain point it's like I don't want you to be the human being that I just make out with. <laughs> I mean, some people like that because some people have friends with benefits. Yeah. yeah. Hell, that's a whole different thing. Like, you know... Oh, yeah, we, we didn't talk about no, that. No, we didn't. Huh. And, like, what's yeah. up with that anyway? Because, like, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I have a hard time wrapping my head around it. Just because <laughs> it's more like my best friend. You know, we do all sorts of crap together. Yeah. And now we're going to sleep with each other. Yeah. Well, you don't... Uh, well... It can get very entangled very fast. It can. It can. It really can. Like, like you you really have to set your boundaries between each other. And, like, you have to be like, listen, this is what's allowed. This is what's not allowed. You it's know? Like, you can't fall like, in love with Yeah, me. you can't. Like, yeah. You guys have to, like, be both on the same track. But I think it's just, like, a matter of... Because friends with benefits, you know? Like, it's about physical like you, you want to do physical stuff with them without having to worry about the emotional part of it but then the thing is like friendship at the heart of it is emotional but it's a different there's, type of emotion but there's emotions involved and when you're mixing emotions like you know i care about you deeply yeah and then you're also like you know what whatever you think about <laughs> like you know like sex, yeah. like you know, in the context of like you know a marriage or a relationship or whatnot, mm-hmm. there is some form of intimacy. Oh yeah, for and sure. it's like you're mixing emotions and intimacy, and those are two things that are very hard to keep separate. Well, if we're talking about intimacy, what about you know sex workers? They they can separate their work life and then their emotional life. So why so if they can do that, then why can we not do that? Right? But then here's the thing. I raise you an answer. Okay. Okay, sex work <laughs> is just that work. It's a job. Yeah. Like for example, okay. like yeah. Tiger Woods, he's a golfer. Yeah. Okay. Sure mm-hmm. he might like golf, but golf is his job. It's what he does. Okay. Okay, but we are humans. 
I mean, sure, like, you know, we've been genetically programmed <laughs> to want to, you know, procreate and all that stuff. Yeah. But naturally, yeah. relations are intimate in nature. But then again, a friends with benefits, you don't have to be friends. That's just the name of it, right? It's just kind of like a, you know, who are you going to call for a goodie call? I got nobody, so, you know, might as well hit them up. Be like, hey, yo, you up? 4 p.m., you know? What you doing? You, you available? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you free right now? Huh. Kind of thing. Well, I mean, hey, what do I know? But it's, it, it, again, these are the, the, the tough discussions because, I mean... I mean, for a moment there, I mean, I didn't even consider. Yeah. I mean, sex workers, for example. It's, yeah. I mean, that I mean that answer, which I, I don't mean to toot my horn, but uh, toot, toot. I thought that was a pretty good answer. That's I a mean, pretty good answer. I mean, yeah, you're separating. Yeah, like like the golf, and he might be a golfer as a work, but he still enjoys golfing as pleasure outside of his work. He goes out and he does golf. Well, like, you know, I'm sure after a while, like, you know, after going to the golf course and having a pretty good, you know, season or something, the last thing he wants to do is hop on the golf course. Hey, you never know. You never know what he does. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's not like, you know, I'm Tiger Woods' best friend. Well, if that, for that theory, then do sex workers never have sex? Well, I don't know. You're, I mean, what? what do I know? I'm not a sex worker. I mean, sure, I mean, maybe there's sex workers who really like sex. Yeah. And, you know, after... I mean, that's their job. I mean, it's so. their job. But, like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe we're just gonna have to get one of them on the show, too. <laughs> that's gonna be your next sponsor. <laughs> Reach you know, out you know the You know the booty call helpline. Yeah. Oh, no. School of Thought, that's who we're sponsored by. This podcast is turning into a Call Her Daddy podcast, <laughs> I swear. I've never um, even listened to that. Really? No. Yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah. So have you? Yeah. Yeah, but I don't else. like it. I like read like the first episode and I'm like, uh-huh. I don't like it. Son of a son. But honestly, I mean, really getting back on track here. Yeah. I mean, relationships sometimes fail because people just don't dare to be vulnerable. Yeah. Don't I mean, dare to want to connect. Different people are. Different, of course. Mm-hmm. Each person has their own personality mm-hmm. and ideas. And I think the important thing is, even though, for all intents and purposes, you're fusing your lives together, yeah, that doesn't mean you have to fuse your personalities and your hopes oh, yeah. and your dreams. I've seen a couple people who, like, they're just, their personalities really they're being merged is... together. They're like, they're like one person. Like, what happened to your unique personality, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's also another factor of why mm-hmm. these things fail. It's like, oh, one morning, like, you wake up, I've been married 25 years, I don't know who the hell I am I anymore. Am. Yeah, because people just Or it's like, you know, anymore. we've been together for, you know, 25 weeks, and it's like, my <laughs> friends are like, who the flip are you again? I know, exactly, that's what I'm talking about. And so, you know, I mean, in all honesty... Whatever sort of relationship you're in, you always have to remember that you are your own human being. Yeah. Endowed with your own gifts, talents, opinions, hopes, dreams, aspirations. And you've got a duty, a Mm -hmm. responsibility to maintain 
all those things that belong to you. Yeah. Because at the end of it all, this is your life that you gotta live. Yeah. This is your race that you gotta run. Yeah, to each their own, right? Exactly. But you know what? Relationships, they can be a, a beautiful thing. I mean, you know, I mean, for the past few minutes, I sometimes it feels <laughs> like, you know, we're just, you know, pissing on marriage yeah, and pissing on dating. But, you know, it can be a great thing. Absolutely. Yeah, I know it. people who've been like, even my parents, they've been married for like, God knows how many years. No, I mean, mine have been married at this time of recording 23 years. <laughs> yeah. So, so, like, you know, it's a, it's a, it can be a beautiful thing. Or you it know, can be a horrible thing. I mean, love is a beautiful thing. Or it can be a horrible thing. I mean... You know, it depends on people and it depends on the situation, right? And, you know, you honestly, know. it just matters on how you make it work. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's all really, at the end of it all, I'm of the school of thought mm-hmm. that the success of a relationship is dependent on the actions Oh, yeah. Of sure. both parties. Yeah. When I say actions, I just don't mean like, you know, he doesn't hold my hand enough yeah. or, you know, she's so damn needy. <laughs> but I'm talking about actions such as I know who I am. Yeah. Actions such as, you know, yeah, I'm going to support them. But mm-hmm. like, you know, if I need to do me first, sometimes I'm going to need to do me first. Kind yeah, of thing, you know. Yeah. Yes, indeed. You know, uh, one of those, uh, you know, I think I'm going to use a, a phrase that, you know, once upon a time was very controversial, was meant to be divisive, you know, separate but equal. But honestly, in relationships, yeah. sometimes like you've got to be separate but yeah. equal at the same time. You know, it's about your two, your two separate entities, mm-hmm. but you're equal and being able to use the same facility known as your relationship. This is getting very philosophical. Very philosophical. Oh, yeah. That's how we like to do it here in school of thought. Oh, no. But honestly, I just want to... Uh, I, I don't really have anything else to say. How about you, Valentina? Uh, shout out if you're single. Shout out if you're in a relationship. Shout out if you're married. And shout out if you're a sex worker. Yeah. Whatever yeah, you are, however you're living, yeah. you do you, live your life to the fullest. But I want to thank my great friend, Valentina, for coming on to the show. Thank you for we inviting me. We had a great me. conversation. I, <laughs> I learned a hell of a lot. <laughs> no. uh, I'd like to hope maybe she learned something from me too. But <laughs> <laughs> but absolutely, it was, it was great having you on the show again, Val. Thank and, you. Uh, again? I, this said, is my first time. No, I said it was great having you on the show. Okay. Yes, and then I hope... Oh, I get <laughs> And then I hope uh, that you'll be able to come on to the show again oh, in right. the near future. But uh, That's all we got, <laughs> so stay spicy, folks.